Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. on Long Island. I hate Long Island. Long Island hates me. Can we just agree to disagree? And I will never step foot on that island again. It is Mother Nature's ashtray. I want Long Island <laughs> to chip off and float into the ocean. I'm done with it. And you know what? I'm guessing you didn't have a good show. No! No, I did not! But it's not my fault. First of all, you could live on the island of Long. You could live right next door to whatever venue or whatever airport, or wherever the hell you want to go, and it will still take you two hours. It is a garbage fire. So what happens? So like you, I am you, on you, fire right now. I am I'm hot. You do your skit, and it's like... No, I it, wish it was even that. Um, so you, first of all, can we just address the fact that it took me two hours to get there? Over terrible. two hours. To do what, five minutes? Um, no, 20, but I would have rather have done five... And you know what? Basically, I essentially did five, and then I just shat everywhere for the remaining 15. That sounds awesome. But I knew that I was subbing in for a friend of mine who was like, can you help me out? She had back problems, blue blue It's opening for this guy. And and then I just said yes, because, yeah, sure, you're paying me blah, blah, blah. And mm. I didn't have a gig book that night, so okay. All of these things line up. And then she sent me the flyer for the event, and I thought, oh, hell no. It's at an Italian restaurant nope. on Long Island, no. and you see the other people. I recognize the headliner. I know him. He's a pal of mine. He's good. Mm-hmm. The other guy's on the bill. It's like, DJ Jazzy Schmuck, and no. uh, and his good friend, uh, Joe Schmo from Long Island. The guys who was like, Vinny the, Vinny, the Sh- Vin- Vinny the Chach, you know, like when they have a name. Mm-hmm. But so I get there instantly. The valet, I was like, they have a valet for a shitty Italian restaurant. Okay. And How big is the restaurant? Is it one of those like oversized ones? Yeah, it's the one that like has has a mural of Italy that makes you pretend that you're anywhere near the island of Italy, mm-hmm. but only reminds you you're on the island of Long. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it was abnormally bright, and they Ugh. had some sort of like extension out the back so it was like you're doing comedy in a solarium that's entirely lit like you're in a home depot no hate it already but this guy kept saying to me dinner's included dinner's included and i had already been in traffic i would i've already eaten i would i would i would rather eat my fist i thought but i was in traffic for so long that i was starving when i got there uh here's a comics table Usually when you're at one of these gigs, the comics table, it's somewhere in a different room or it's in the back. You're put off to the side. For some reason, we were put right smack in the middle of everybody. So now you're at the Golden Globes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like the Golden Globes, because this was, if you looked around at the clientele, it was the most Long Island. There was like a table of mob wives. It was bad. So do you have to you have to sit with Shecky the clown, yep, and Vinny the DJ and all that. So you're all at the yeah the cast table. The median age was 89 oh. of the other comics. So now I'm here with the crypt keeper, oh, and I sit down, and I was starving, and nobody's like coming over or addressing the table. There's nobody, no waiter or anything, and I said to you know Shecky, Shecky. the clown, I said to Shecky, I said, "Where's the waiter?" I was, starving. I was such a bitch to him as soon as I sat down. I was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. We got 15 minutes before this garbage fire of a show has to go up. I need some salad. I need a drink. I need that. So finally, Shecky's like, I'll wave this guy down. And he gets him and he comes over and he's not talking to me. He's talking to the guy. Oh, no. Already, right? You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, what, what do you want? He's like, she wants to order some food. And he's like, she she, she wants to order food. We, we, she, she. And he's talking to him about me. And I was like, hey, hey, hi, hi, me. You can actually, I'm a foot away from you. And then he goes, what do you want? I'm busy. And I was like, oh, oh. He's like, order something. I'm busy. 
And I was like, do you have a, let's start with, do you have a menu? Nice to see you. Uh, welcome to our fine, shitty establishment on Long Island. And he just. How old's the waiter? Probably in his 60s. Oh. Italian, brusque. And he goes, just, oh, what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? And I was like, hey, what do you have? And he's like, we got everything. We got fish. We got meat. We got chicken. What do you want? So I was like, what? What? Trout almondine and a baked Alaska. So I just get to like cherry pick any ingredients in my head and be like, you know what? Chicken it's with a Italian side of mac restaurant. and what do you cheese. Want? Vodka soda, no fruit, huh? I just, I was Chicken like. Chicken parmesana. But at this point now, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm just picking ingredients out in my brain going App, like. Applesauce, uh, onion. Um, yeah, Grape. it's it's like it's Tomato. like I'm suddenly playing twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. I'm like, um, things that you order in Italian restaurant, penne pasta. I don't eat pasta, cheese, provolone. Just bring me a whole you're, loaf you're of salami. Everything I, that you can't eat. <laughs> Gluten, bread, bread pasta, on top of bread, lasagna. spreading with butter. I, 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 I've never been Goat so flustered with someone's like anything you want. What do you got? We got it all here. And I, I just. I just went, I don't know, do you have a salad? And he's like, yeah, you want to keep thin. Yeah. Instantly, I'm ready to throw this table like I am Teresa Giudice. Get in the kitchen, describe me, and bring that food out. Describe me? That's how you The grain of rice out there with the red wig. That's what's, uh, oh, so salad and some coffee. I have cinnamon broom out there. Cinnamon broom order. She do not know what she wants. She said trout almond. There's no Russian person that works at an Italian restaurant. Let me just tell you that. It's a conflict of interest. It's a a farmer's market of dialects today. (laughs) And so I just, uh, salad. And he brings me this sad little wilted Caesar side salad from another table <laughs> from another restaurant for Christ's sake Debbie, I don't you gonna eat that no let's give it to the broom over here <laughs> well, as she's eating it he pulls it away <laughs> uh, there's salad on the fork just eat it redhead there's a woman attached to my salad hey what Lucy the- eat the salad <laughs> Do joke. Let's go. I was, do joke. (laughs) I was so hungry at that point. I swear to God, my jaw unhinged and I slid the shitty Long Island Caesar side salad into my gullet. I don't eat bread. There was bread on the table. I ate like half a loaf of bread. I was shaking, so angry. And I text my Jules. I said, I am going to hate fuck this audience. (laughs) I... Was fit to be tied. By the time I got up there, I was like, "Joke, okay, joke, you like that?" It was. I was so on fire. And the, a guy goes up before me. The guy who opens the show does an impression of Rodney Dangerfield, and we're off to the races. It is the worst experience of my life. We're also doing comedy in the middle of the tables. There's no platform. There's no spotlight. It's as if we were standing here right now and Jules got up and stood right next to our table and was like, take my wife, please. And the mob wives table is sitting to the left of me. You're like the Roman comedian? I would, yes, a strolling performer. No. It was... While people are eating. And the guy who went up before me, the the crypt keeper guy, Shecky the Clown. Mm -hmm. He was an impressionist. There was piano key necktie guy. Um... He got up and did his act made entirely of stolen bits. I was, I couldn't look away. I've never seen that before. He goes, he goes, so I met this wonderful girl. She reminds me so much of my mother. She talks like my mother. She walks like my mother. I brought her home. My father doesn't like her. Literally a joke told in the movie Dirty Dancing. (laughs) By Newman. I, 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 at this point, I was like, I could go up there, drop trow, and take a dump in the middle of this place, and that's ticking the box. It's fine. Well, what kind of box? Unless you're at the box. Okay. <laughs> then, then I, I don't already know what know kind my of act. joke that is. I got up there, told a joke about the people to the left of me, Instant crickets. And I was like, this is how this is going to go. What was the joke? I made a joke about the mob wives. 
panic. Because they look like mob wives. And well, now I literally have a target on my back. Quite literally. <laughs> literally, they're you behind me. You don't talk about mob they're wives. behind me. About mob wives. Two mob wives right. in Fight Club. Right. It's like you don't light a cigarette near the back of their head. You just Things you just don't know. How do you not know this, Aaron? I don't know. How do you not know this? I was blind with rage. So I hate fuck the audience. And then I took my money and I ran. It was like sweaty bills in a crumpled up envelope. But were Perfect. You, were you at, at all nervous trying to start the ignition of your car? <laughs> Luckily, the valet <laughs> did it for me. <laughs> uh, your car's right there. Would you mind just starting it for you me, You know please? what? You try it first. And I'll, I'll come right over. No, that's great. Oh, and the Can valet. You it around for a bit? Went to go get me an entirely different car. <laughs> and then he got a different car for the guy behind me. And I heard him say, that's not my car. And for a second there, I thought, if anybody at this thing actually had money or class or taste, I would have taken somebody else's car at that point. Nobody's out there driving Range Rovers. They're souped-up Toyota Corollas. I ran screaming from the island of Long, and I will never go back. I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done. You've shown me yourself, Long Island. You've whipped your D out. And I'm done. You put your balls on my eyes. You're like, <laughs> nice done. balls. I, I'm not interested. I'm good. I am good. If I never step foot on that. Happy for you and your balls and your dick. No, thank you. I said <laughs> I, no, thank you. I was so filled with rage that my stomach just was like, you're Unicef. done. Get off the island. Because Jules was like, you got to stop and eat something. And I was like, fuck this island. <laughs> fuck island. <laughs> oh, my God. Seemed like you needed to get that off. Your I chest. did. I did. It goes to the point of like service will never be the same ever again. Like the the customer is always right is is going to be a thing of the past. Correct. And while I think in some instances that is a good thing because people are entitled dicks and the customer shouldn't always be right, I don't think it should be the golden rule. It is not the golden rule. And let me just, as someone who has been in the service industry for a very long time, the customer is an asshole. Yes. You're not always right. Agreed. This is not your fucking kitchen. This is our interpretation of food and service. And if you need to be babied, what you should do is you should go to your mom's house, roll yourself up into a ball, and shove yourself back inside her vagina until you come back out perfectly formed as another human being. However... Comma. You should have a menu. Since we're doing, since we're in the month of October, Rocktober, yes. I watched Rock. uh, the new Halloween movie last night. <gasps> and wait, how did you see it? Wasn't it released in movie theaters? Correct. Do we still go to movie theaters? I don't. <gasps> but I have a subscription to something that we get these things. When they come out, because I'm cool. Do you buy it off the streets from those guys who were like, we got the no, new bitch, Halloween? I'm Anne Hathaway from Devil Wears Prada. I have these things in Wait. my back pocket. You have connects? Yes. Is this an app? Yes. Anyway. Can anybody get it or only no, 1%? No, oh, I'm F sorry. off, Filene. <laughs> <laughs> F stands for Filene. Okay, first of all, the last Halloween I saw was. Halloween H2O, which was 20. Oh, wow. You've scrolled through all of them. There's like 20 Halloween movies. These are like Fast and Furious. Right. So the last one, Halloween H2O, I think was when I was in college. Halloween Water? Well, H2O, Halloween 20. Oh. Did you get it now? Is there anything to do with water in the movie? (laughs) Uh, I'm not too sure. I think Jamie Lee Curtis drinks it, or she could be drinking her Activia. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's Michael. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't know if I'm scared or if it's my Activia. <laughs> Who needs Activia when you've got Michael Myers? <laughs> Holy shit. No, seriously. What the fuck is that smell? <laughs> he drops the knife immediately. I think I got him. I think I got him. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. Uh, he drops the We've tried, we've stabbed him, we've set him on fire, he takes and the all, mask all we needed was Jamie Lee over here with his six pack of Activia. Jesus Christ! Had we known, the whole town could have been saved years ago. Mike Myers takes off his mask like, and wafts himself like, with Holy it. Holy Christ! What did you have for breakfast? John? It's been you the whole time? Activia! 
Are you trying to save your town from a mass murderer? Why don't you try the new Activia six-pack? In raspberry. It worked on me. Holy <laughs> shit. Please take me to prison. Please take oh me God. away. I don't deserve, I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> Cinder blocks in the ocean. Anything. I swear to God, I'll do it myself. So H.J. was the last one, and then I guess there's like 10 other ones. So the one that, the one that I watched last night, Kyle Richards, is in it. <gasps> no. Because she's in the first one, the very first one. She plays the one of the kids. That's right. And didn't she like cut her cut bangs for this movie? And that was like a big thing for her. She's like, I've got bangs. I'm in the new Halloween movie. Whoopity do. I don't know what she did. Was she garbage? No, she wasn't terrible. I mean, it, she's. I mean, she's I, not she, gunning for an Academy Award here. Not not in Halloween. Whatever the fuck it was called last night. Halloween stuck sucks. I, what? I, <laughs> there's a point where I'm like, this is this is too much. Like. Now, well, we're I mean, twenty in, right? Let me just get. I don't. I do not understand these movies. It's like no one. How is this person still alive? Number one, where does he work out? Because does he like no one? No one knows where he lives. No one's like. Can you imagine? Like he goes to your drive. Like, how does he get food? Like, does he go through the drive thru Like, oh god! <laughs> oh, it's just Michael. Again. <laughs> it's the number six superstar. Um, Thanks, Michael, for not killing me. <laughs> I can't understand you. You're going to have to move the mask. Sir, we've gone through this before. (laughs) (laughs) Also, not for nothing, he is the slowest moving killer. (laughs) So Kyle Richards is running for her life. I'm like, why are you even wasting your energy? He's not going to break a sweat. He never does. He walks slowly. In the time that it takes for him to walk across the street, I could have run into another county. I could have gotten a on an international office. flight and come back. <laughs> I could run to LaGuardia, get up, go to Ohio, come all the way back. I come back and I'm like, God damn it, and, Mike Myers is still crossing the and street. He's still. At the third tree in the park. He plays the long game. It's like the turtle in the hair. I don't know. He, so he's like seven feet tall. He's like 200 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Yet he like is as nimble as a cat because he can jump on either side of a car, mm-hmm. murder you, slit your throat. He's, he's still never going to die. No, because they that, have to the, make more movies. That's what I was thinking of going into it. I'm like, I don't know why I'm fucking watching this. He's going to live. <laughs> right? But also, you bring up the good point of like, where are, where are you in the daytime? What are you doing? And, right. all, and he's always wearing that, like, coverlet. He has to go to the bathroom at some point. He has to work out because if he is invincible, he has to have some kind of home gym. He has to go there. Right. What if he just has a Bowflex? He's the kind of guy that would still have a Bowflex. What if he's that guy in the Bowflex commercial and he just puts on that shitty hat? So, like, he has to, he finally gets to prison and they have to strip him down and check his body. And like, oh, wow. You're fucking hot as shit, Michael. Thanks. <laughs> Let's take the mask up. Uh, let's I put it back on. I love the planet fitness. <laughs> I, I so I've kind of fallen in love with this inmate. Who is it? You're going to judge me, but um, it's Michael Myers. I'm the mur- mass murderer? Yeah, but you got to see his Bowflex body. <laughs> Jesus. His pecs are amazing. I mean, that is just like, he can do squats on my throat and any day. And the quads. Day. I mean, how do you jump on a house? I mean, just be careful when you say murder me, because he actually will. But when we're fucking, I say murder me. <laughs> Choke me out. Yeah. But, but then, stop. But, but please don't. Our like, safe word is Activia. <laughs> <laughs> he drops me like a bad habit. He doesn't take the mask off. That's the only problem. It's hard to kiss him with that mask. I don't understand anything that you're fucking saying. Just know that it's funny. Oh my god, I'm like hot because it's it's a little bit steamy because it's still summer. Did you know? Yeah, it's 80 degrees outside. It was 84 degrees yesterday. 80. Lord, just so you know, we're wafting ourselves at home. I need us a cold mint I thought mint it was julep. my booster shot from Wednesday. No, you're boosted. Oh yeah. Okay, ready? All right, let's, I'm gonna take a minute. Let's get. I'm gonna into take a sip. Whatever it is that we're doing here. I don't even know anymore. Look, it's moist. Everything's moist. Mm. All right. Here we go. 
Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> and I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> We're coming to you from the eerie, creepy Maha bar in the terrifying pineapple ranch. Can I hear it? I totally thought you forgot. Where On Halloween night, the great pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with this bag of toys for all the children. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? When you stop believing in that fellow with the red suit and the white beard who goes ho, ho, ho. We are obviously separated by denominational differences. What a downer he was. Seriously. Ooh. Charlie Brown. He's His a... last name is Brown. But you know what's not Brown? Us. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're sifting through the bargain bins at Filene's basement, and then we're finding their slightly warped underwear, and we're buying them at a reduced rate. All right, we're reading their articles, damn it, because that's what we do. And you know what you should do? You should follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official, on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. We have a website where you can just go one after the other, after the other. Mm, all of our episodes, binge them. DearPodOfficial.com. We take emails from you, old school emails, every week. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. If you write to us with an advice question, we will answer your advice question on the air. Nothing is too body, raunchy, dirty, weird, strange. Send it to us. We will address it. We are completely unqualified to Unless do so. Unless they're too long, and then we won't. And then I stop reading. But that's because I have the mental capacity of a squirrel right now. If it's more than a pamphlet, I don't want to read it. That's why I'm on Audible. I, I want someone I to read you. me a story. That's right, damn it. So check out our YouTube page, will ya? We have a new YouTube channel. A dear... T- dear... <laughs> I almost What's just that? said, Dear Todd. <laughs> and that's not Dear our Todd. podcast, but it no. should be an offshoot. Yeah. Dear Todd, Dear Pod. That's right. Check out the Dear Pod YouTube page where we have all of our episodes up there. We're adding some video content for you to enjoy every week. So check that out. But finally, and most importantly, give us money, damn it. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash official. We're for a mere three or five dollars a month. Whatever your subscriber level is, whatever your monetary givings you want to uh, share with us, please go over to patreon.com slash dearpod official and become a patron of the arts. When you subscribe to us, you get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. Cocktail recipes, pictures, inappropriate videos of Patty touching himself where he tinkles. It's fine. And uh, <laughs> you get the idea. Patreon.com slash dearpod official. Wowie Zowie. Guess what this week is? Do 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 activia do 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 I do do He's walking so slowly slowly away from the monster who's attacking you with a knife. It's Halloween week, everybody. This is my time. This is my month. October goes by so quick. I know, I'm just saying. Not saying, just saying. I'm a very fast runner now. I'm up to an eight doesn't minute, ma- 30 second doesn't mile. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So is Kyle Richards. But she's got bangs. Maybe they weighed her down. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's all the money in her pockets from Maurizio. I don't know. So it's Halloween, everybody. Very excited for this week. And in honor of this week, our theme is terror. Terror. Evil terror. It is terrifying. That is right. So we have picked, Sherry picked some articles for you this week in the theme of terror. Would you like to start us off, Patois? Terror. 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 Okay, yes, I will. Okay. This is from the Capital Times, Madison, Wisconsin, June 2nd. Twas a Wednesday, 1993. Twas an evil Wednesday. Hotel Terror Teaches Lesson. Dear Abby, I hope this letter alerts your readers to an, ab- to an avoidable danger. I'm an airline hostess. I spend a good deal of time in hotels and I'm usually very safety conscious. A lapse in caution resulted in a very scary incident that could have cost me my life. I was in a good hotel at one of our western airports. It was 9.30 in the evening. I was tired and the phone rang. Someone claiming to be from the front desk said there was a problem with the heater on my floor and they needed to check my thermostat. I should have called the front desk to verify this, but 
I hurried to put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, and then I heard a knock on the door. <gasps> a nice-looking man with a toolbox came in and went over to the thermostat. <laughs> I know where this story is. Fiddled with it for a few minutes and Fiddled. then pointed a gun in my face. What? The toolbox contained duct tape and rope. In a matter of minutes, I was on the floor, bound and gagged, <gasps> watching this man rummage through my belongings. He did not hurt or assault me, but leaving, he plopped me on the bed and left me hogtied, making it impossible for me to call for help. Whoa! A cleaning woman found me at nine the next morning, and she needed help to untie me. Abby, a little caution could have prevented this nightmare or of fear and helplessness that lasted for nearly 12 hours. I'm seeing a psychologist who has encouraged me to talk about it, so here I am. I'm signing my name, but if you print this, sign me. Bound to be more careful. Oh, my God. Why did you read that with a sexy, sultry voice? You had me up until hog time. Well, actually, you had me through hog time. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. I think he wants fries with his hog time. Anal. Anal. I got what? Anal. <laughs> anal. I got anal. Of course you did, Patty. <laughs> Dear Bound, your talking about it is not only good therapy to help you put this nightmarish experience behind you. It is a valuable reminder for women and men, who spend time in hotels and motels. That's now, creepy as shite. Don't yes. open the door for someone you don't know. Did she order this? No. No, she did not. Do you know that when I was in a hotel once, it was me and my friend, we were in two king-size beds in this, like, this kind of weird hotel, and I'm setting the story up horribly. <laughs> I was on tour, and we there was my me and my roommate, my tour roommate, and um, what were asleep. you wearing? Like, uh, here's the danger with me: is that I have no blood, so when I sleep, I die a little. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know any of this happened. Apparently, a service guy came in while we were both sleeping in bed. I was completely unaware of this. She was still asleep, but she woke up while he was in the middle of doing something in the sink. He fully came in the room. We were fully unconscious. And he fully fixed the sink and left. Nobody took off a shirt. (laughs) I think this is kind of illegal, yes? Oh, Uh, highly. So did you get a free room or? Maybe we got two tickets to the breakfast buffet. I don't remember. After that. Did you wake up satisfied? I will because never then... be satisfied. Oh, that's too bad. But she she woke up while he was there and saw him doing it. And she didn't scream like bloody murder? No! Like Joe Beth Williams? Or... I think I'm missing certain parts of the story in my brain, because again, unconscious. Is but... she telling you the story when you wake up and she's like wiping the side of her mouth? She's like, <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> hey, Jenna. Were you eating cream overnight? <laughs> Did you just brush your teeth? Ew! She said that she woke up and she said something to him, and then he was like, "Just fixing the sink," and then he left. No, no, for I would real, have been, I would have screamed out loud. Oh yeah, but I slept through the whole thing. Second question, <laughs> I have a follow up. Okay. How come you haven't locked the door? Wow, you got me there. <laughs> I, I don't. And not but only like, locked, we it. don't deadbolt. We didn't deadbolt. You know how like the 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 thing locks, but this was years ago. Years. Okay. okay. This is pre deadbolt, maybe. Mm. I don't no, know. No, I think a deadbolt's been around for a while. So you're two. Let me just <laughs> set. Two let me just like in their twenties. You're two girls mm-hmm. in their twenties, probably and Shirley. probably wearing like some Austin Powers like fembot gear to bed. <laughs> right? Never in my life. Just like I'm fuzzy. not a negligee wearer. I don't sleep nude. Just like super short shorts and just like a see-through like puffy. That is a lie. I'm in like a plaid mattress. Okay. Okay. So you guys are sitting, you've just had a pillow fight. You're really tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you maybe started kissing. I don't know. And then you fall asleep. Yeah. With my hair perfectly done. And right. My and you're makeup. like, I think let's go to bed. I don't know where we are in the country, but- Okay, <laughs> let's go to bed. Should we lock the door? Probably not. Okay, that sounds good. Should we put the latch across it so in case someone opens the door? No, uh, we're good. We're fine. You know what? We should actually just keep it cracked open just in case. What could happen? It's right. Dallas. And then you went to bed. Yeah. And then she wakes up. He's servicing the sink. She's servicing him. <laughs> Nothing is spoken. And then you didn't even ask for a discount or like any like, can I talk to the manager the next day? I told you breakfast buffet. 
the finest muffins that Sara Lee has to offer. Mm-hmm. Were they damp? Oh, yeah. They're always damp in that little plastic pouch. Moist. Yeah. I, uh, okay. I, I don't remember much after that. I, I don't remember the finer points of this. Again, I should probably reach out to her and maybe fill in some of the if holes. If you don't, I, I, there's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm really teeing this up for you to. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know what happened. I just woke up and he was inside, inside, uh, in the bathroom. The bathroom. Bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah, yeah. 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 He really had to clean that pipe out. Don't remember. Yeah. Isn't I cleaned it out inside of my mouth too. I mean, I always now, when I go in a hotel room, the two things I do, I put the do not disturb on the door. I latch, lock everything. I put chair up against the, you know, the <laughs> yeah, handle. Lesson learned now. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But n- lesson not fully learned because You're still the real terrifying thing is that I don't take, I would sleep on top of the covers, which are completely covered in DNA. Well, you take the, the coverlet off no. for sure. No, I don't. Well, that's just gross. I know. That's the thing that's not washed. I know. I'd rather have a guy come in the room at that point. <laughs> he probably did come in your room. Ew! And in your roommate's mouth. Moving on! <laughs> Moving on! All right. Look at I don't have my uh, laptop this week, I know, so I feel very, very you... naked. I have to be like you and... It's like you in, in that hotel room. Ooh. Just like, let's pillow fight and go to bed. Should we brush each <laughs> other's hair and make out a little bit? Okay. Pillow All right, I have to read from papers like an old chotch. All right. Okay, I'll do this one first. This comes from the LA Times, September 1st, 1992. Night terror awakens woman. Dear Anne, I am a 45-year-old woman. I've been... Let me try this again. (laughs) I am a... I realized because I I didn't... I'm, I'm, it's funny. I'm so like a creature of habit that I usually say like where in the world it's from. So let me do this all again. All right. Okay. This is from the LA Times, LA, <laughs> California, <laughs> September 1st, 1992. Night terrors awaken woman. Dear Ann, I am a 45-year-old woman and have been a single parent for 15 years. My career is flourishing and I should be on top of the world. So why am I miserable? I've been diagnosed as having night terrors. These attacks have plagued me for almost 13 years. I've broken bones, scared my family half to death, and almost killed myself. With night terrors, you jump out of bed and literally run for your life. While still asleep, you scream, can't breathe, and think you're dying. This is very frightening for the family and no fun for the victim. The condition was diagnosed years ago at a sleep disorder center. The staff claimed I have the sleep patterns of a 13-year-old and what I am experiencing can be dangerous. I was put on medication, which did not help. In fact, the drugs made me very tired and more susceptible to these attacks. I'm beside myself with anxiety and don't know where to turn. If you can help me, Anne, I'll be forever grateful. Signed, Longing for Normal Sleep in Philadelphia. I've murdered everyone in my town by wearing this this William Shatner mask. (laughs) Is that bad? But I move slowly. Dear Philadelphia, my office spoke with Dr. Mark Mahold at the Minnesota Regional, sounded out, at the Minnesota Regional Sleep Disorder Center and Hennepin County Medical Center in Minneapolis. He said there are a number of disorders that can cause the behavior you described and most are treatable. It is Dr. Mahal's <laughs> terrible name, opinion, that you may have been misdiagnosed, and he suggested that you try another clinic. He is optimistic about your chances to get help if you follow through. For information or referrals, write to the National Sleep Foundation, 122 South Robertson Boulevard, Suite 201, Los Angeles, California, 90048. Ian. I have a friend who is dating a girl who has night terrors. I cannot imagine if my Jules had night terrors. Well, here's the good thing. I sleep through anything. So he could scream. He could, you know, shit on my face. I wouldn't know. Until the next morning. Exactly. And then I'll still have had a wonderful night's sleep. Thank you, no blood pressure. terrible facial. (laughs) What is this, a mud pack? (laughs) Bubbles the chimp, are you in here? It's the, and he records it. He recorded one of her night terrors. Uh-huh. It's 
horrifying. Could you imagine? You're sleeping next to Marcus. Now, I'm going to back away from the mic for the good of the listeners at home. You're sleeping next to Marcus. Set the scene. You're relaxed. Mm -hmm. It's two in the morning. You're out cold, having a great night's sleep. Ah! Ah! That's what it's like. That's what it is. It's right next to his ear. Uh, No, I don't. There there wouldn't (laughs) be another one. Because Cause I'd kill him. I'd kill him. Yeah. And Or he'd be sleeping in the other room. I would levitate out of bed. I, I would immediately fill the bed with my urine. Okay. And my dog <laughs> would be stuck on the other side of the room you in the wall somewhere. You wake up the somewhere. next morning and Jenny has two little bags packed. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't do this anymore. It's she you, puts, it's not me. She puts a little beret on, a little shrug, and she goes out the door. Another suitcase in another hall, Vita. <laughs> That's what this, this song is actually about. I broke up with Peron. He had night terrors. Uh, Argentina. Uh, that's terrifying. That is not fun. The audio on it is unbelievable. So what happened to your friend? They're still together. Well, that's stupid. It's a lovely relationship. You got to find balance. She, she now sleeps with a gag ball. And he screams during the day just to, just to give her a little bit of a preview. Just comes up behind her and scares the shit out of her. I would be on drugs. I would have to. What causes that? I don't know, Aaron. I'm not a goddamn doctor. Well, I'm going to talk to Dr. Mark Mahala Hala about Is this Michael Myers again? Yeah, Oh, God. I mean, you know, I, I I can't understand a single thing that you're saying. Your body looks amazing, though. I love that, that Bowflex commercial. Had you not murdered everyone on the set, I would have bought one. What's that? Piece of cake. <laughs> we don't have cake. No, this is a doctor's office. A noodle shop? No, the noodle shop is down the hall. I don't understand. Who? Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> Do wait, this is Nancy Sinatra? <laughs> I felt my makeup all over my hands. All right, read me another article, damn it. This is from the Times recorder, Zanesville, Ohio. December 1st, 1971, Twas a Wednesday. Zanesville? That place sounds wacky. <laughs> but it's really not. Because if you name something that, it's, it's quite It's the odd. opposite of yeah. what it is. I'm a party girl. No, you're not. No, you're not. You cry in the corner. I'm just honest. What can I say? A no, shoot from a hip. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to break both of your hips Good. so you don't shoot from that again. <laughs> Dear Abby, I have been a lonely divorcee for nearly three years. I'm 45. Several months ago, I met an attractive 50-year-old man who was, and still is, separated from his wife. This gentleman and I have been constant companions ever since our meeting which is the nicest thing that has ever happened to me in a very long time. Several weeks ago, his wife started phoning me at all hours of the night. At first, I was patient because I felt sorry for her, but now her calls become more frightening. I have left my receiver off the hook for hours, but still the calls continue. I spoke to my companion about this, and he has spoken to her, but to no avail. I don't want to get an unlisted number as I have friends all over the country who call me and come to town occasionally, and these calls are very important to me. My companion says his wife is emotionally disturbed, and I believe that she is. What's the answer? Should I put up with her calls until she decides to quit? Must I stop seeing my gentleman friend, or should I take legal action to stop the harassment? Signed, Needs Advice. Dear Needs, Don't take any legal action unless you are positive that both you and your constant companion are not vulnerable to some legal action from his wife. Until a man is divorced, he is married, you know, which places you in the position of cavorting with a married man. Terror, terror, terror. (laughs) Why are you reading all these articles like they're the sexiest things? I didn't know that I am. (laughs) Listen, Harlequin romance novel. The theme is terror this week. Are you going for a terrifying voice? Because it's not coming across that way. I don't know. Everything I think I'm re- smiling and everyone says I have like resting bitch face. I don't know what I can do. I don't <laughs> know what I can do. You can't read yourself. You're like, I she's can't. like, 
I was hogtied and left on the bed for dead until the maid found me the next morning. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this right now because well, you're reading it so sexy. Well, I didn't know. I was trying to slow it down because when I was reading it the first couple of times, I couldn't stop laughing, which I don't think is appropriate <laughs> for someone that's been hogtied and didn't ask for it. And didn't ask for it. I'm glad that you put the asterisk in there. Asterisk. You're like, I see your toolbox and raise you One my toolbox. <laughs> If you're going to do it, do it right, asshole. <laughs> Tighter around the wrists. Hog tying's tough. I guess. But that's a whole different article. She's like, but I'd appreciate it if you didn't call me a hog, though. If you could just call me bitch tied or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something, something, something quirkier. Something sexy. I'm mm. going for like sexy mass murder for Halloween. But anyway, back to the married. I like that she thinks that she could pursue legal action when this guy is married. What are, what are you going to do? <clears throat> a couple things. Okay. Constant companion. Gross. That's what I call my jewels. Constant companion. Gentleman friend. Just call him what he is, okay? He's Your a boy tr- toy. Yeah, he's a trick. Yes. But I like the fact that it's, you know, the receiver. I had to leave my receiver. Like, who does that? Like, you, we don't even have dial tones anymore, right? Well, what year was this? 1971. Oh, well, that's why. Well, no, I, I know. But I mean, <laughs> today, like, if someone kept calling me, like, who the fuck is that? And just like, you know, like how we t- kind of take for granted, like, Technology that, of that we can send people to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yes, that we instantly see if this says spam. Like even our technology has told us spam is coming in. It's your choice whether or not you want to answer. Just this. label like this bitch is crazy coming through. Like, what if that's it's what a girl it's named Pam? Pam spam. Spam. <laughs> hey, hey guys, it's spam. <laughs> She's coming in. What? Who? Um. So this is a bit of a Glenn Close moment. Well, this is, I also like. You know, in every scary movie, like, hello, Sydney, when the phone rings. Yes, there's always a phone, and Drew Barrymore is always on the other side of it. Because, like, when you're in your parents' house and their house phone rings, aren't you like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? You go what under the that? table. Well, you know, That's my you answer the phone like, hello? hello? I can't see who's calling before I answer this. Who is this? Because you know the parents are the only ones who have landlines anymore. Right. Except when we first moved into this house. And there were two. The creepiest thing is here in the Maha Lounge. The only thing that was left behind was one creepy-ass rotary phone in the middle of the floor. Where's the outlet? And that outlet was right there! (laughs) Behind me. Behind you. Where, where the guy died. The guy died <laughs> in the chair that he So died. maybe that's how he was going to communicate with us from beyond the grave. But of course, the first thing we did was rip it right out of the wall. I was like, we can't have a rotary phone in the middle of this floor. So it didn't like ring? It did ring. <laughs> it rang. And then did you pick it up like Carol Ann? They're back. Yes, but it was ADT. <laughs> They're back, back and they really want us <laughs> to get their service. The phone upstairs still works. It's it's a another. It's it's on the wall. The push button. Yes, and it has the extended cord. Of course, that needs to extend to, to the laundry room, to the living right. room, to the TV room. You want to be able to go every place in your house. The and cords, ruin your door frames in the process. Yes, and and like possibly choke out someone <laughs> because you're not paying attention. Of course, of course, again, Billy, Billy. I didn't oh, I know killed he was one of my there. kids I, again. I clotheslined him. Oh, ripped him right off the I was right to get out to of the his socks. Laundry room. But yeah, when we first moved in, it was the one upstairs that rang, which meant that the one downstairs rang, but nobody saw it. But yeah, it Do you rang. still have this phone? Did you keep it? The rotary? By the way, a rotary phone's ringer can wake the dead. Oh yeah. What it is, is it about that? I don't know what bell is inside of that thing. <laughs> it's but it's it is like fire engine. Exactly. The, yeah. I think that I've never, I don't know. It's like, it's like all the the pots and pans in Filene's basement got together <laughs> and got <laughs> upset. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. it like, and it's so loud and so timbrous that it like, even after it's done ringing, it still like echoes throughout the It's phone. like metal with asbestos on it. Yeah, yeah. it haunts you. The, the ring doesn't end when it ends. No. It reverbs. Nothing is creepier than a rotary phone. No. Nothing. All right. I have one more article for you. Are you ready? No. To be terrified? Always. Should I read this sexy like you've been doing? I didn't know that I was doing that. All right. This comes from... (laughs) (laughs) That really scared me. (laughs) Oh, God, I love this month. Ooh. 
I'm only happy when I'm scared, which is why I'm a comedian. Okay. And did shows on Long Island because I like to be terrified of where my career is going. All right. Here we go. This comes from the News Palladium, Benton Harbor, Michigan. I'm so thrown, you guys, because I have my way of doing things, and this is really fucking me up, these papers. All right. This comes from the News Palladium, Benton Harbor, Michigan, July 21st, 1967. Terror on elevator! Dear Ann Landers, am I a nut or what? Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, you wrote here. I am a 17-year-old girl who is scared to death of self-service elevators. I entered a self-service elevator yesterday and was followed by a seedy-looking man who needed a shave and had liquor on his breath. We rode to the 18th floor, just the two of us, and he kept staring at me the whole time. My heart was in my mouth until we reached the 18th floor. It was the longest elevator ride of my life. My imagination ran wild, and I was a nervous wreck by the time I got off. Got off. Uh, well, at least she did. If you or any of your readers have some advice on how to fend off an attacker in an elevator, please pass it along. Signed, R.S. Dear R.S., do not get into a self-service elevator with a lone man. Wait until someone else comes along or just stand there and let the lone man go up. Then take the car on the next trip. If you are in a self-service elevator alone and a suspicious-looking man gets on, press the button and get out at the next floor. Wait for the elevator to return empty and proceed to your destination. Ayan! Did she need to write in for that answer? She survived it. But, I mean, did she really? I guess I could, I guess I could take the next elevator. Yeah, I guess wondered. I could take the next elevator is literally the only thing you need to do in your pea brain. What do I do? There's a man alone in the elevator. He's wearing a trench coat, and I don't think it's two kids on top of each other. So (laughs) I'm just wearing this negligee. I just had this massive (laughs) pillow fight. I just had a great pillow fight. (laughs) 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 I guess I should get into this elevator with this man. Self-service elevator. I think she just means like a regular elevator. Like well, not run by a guy yeah, who goes... because that's not creepy at all. Next floor, laundry. A man stuck in a hot box for about eight hours. Oh, my God. They're still out there, yes, the elevator sir. operators. What floor, please? 14th floor, please. <laughs> Can you hit the 14th floor? Is that your Activia? Oh, my. <laughs> Mike Myers on an elevator. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Can you just point to the number? What? He points to the number with his knife. <laughs> oh God. Do you need a do you need a wet nap for that knife? It seems really dirty. Have, have you ever been in an elevator with somebody who's freaked you out? That you're like, I'm gonna get off at the next floor rather than ride to my destination. No, I don't think I have. You've never had that experience. No, because I'm probably the most the terrifying one. You are the one. terrifying one. You do have resting bitch face. Yes, I do. You have elevator bitch face. Probably. I was on an elevator. I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to get to where no, I'm No, right? Going. I don't want to talk to people in an elevator, and people always want to talk to me. And we've talked about this on other episodes. No one wants to talk to me in the elevator. Everybody wants to talk either whatever they're thinking out loud, wants to discuss, especially when um, we would go visit Chuck in Manhattan Plaza. Manhattan Plaza, if you don't know, has about 1,500 floors. <laughs> and when you get on an elevator, there's... Average eight people in that elevator, and you just know someone's going to make a joke about the fact that it stops on every floor. And there's always that one guy who's like, oh, I guess we're not on the express. And I'm like, ah! You know what it's time for? No. Yes. I'm going to tell you what it's time for. (laughs) It's time for... Just pull through. <laughs> I'll give you whatever's in the kitchen. Whatever's in that bag, give it to this. Asshole. I don't care. You you eat flesh, right? All right, this week we have an Instagram mail question. That's right, you can write to us on your social medias. Slide into our DMs at DearPodOfficial on Instagram or email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com and we will answer your Instagram mail question on the air, you lucky son of a bitch. 
This week we have one question and it's very upsetting to me. So, Patty, why don't you want to tee us off or do you want me to, to read it? Or, I'll or teabag how do, how it. How do you want to do it? Okay, here it is. I actually have a problem with this as well. Dear Pod, I'm a woman in her 50s with friends in their 50s. Once a month, all the ladies go out. Without fail, every time my friend, we'll call her Gladys, goes to use the, the restroom, she says, I have to go potty. She's not even saying it as a joke. At first, I thought it was funny until I realized that she was serious. Should one of us tell her to stop saying that? Tell her the word potty is meant for kids. It's really weird and awkward, and it puts her friends on edge. I'm not the only one who thinks this. Signed, Ew. Dear Ew. This is a story about a girl named Gladys. Tell Gladys to see a therapist. People who feel the need to describe their actions and body parts in infantile manner have some serious issues within themselves. I have to use the potty should come out of the mouth of a toddler, not a 50-year-old woman who needs to know who needs to know that no one at the table needs to know what she's doing in the bathroom. We get it, Gladys. You think you're being cute by saying potty, poopy, the JJ, ding-dong, ding-a-ling, but really, it's creepy. Grow up and excuse yourself to use the restroom. We will assume you're blowing mud or having a Tom Hanks moment from a league of their own in there. I've heard can, shit or head, piss pot, restroom, little girl's room, but potty is for kids. Why? I don't know. But should an adult say it? No. I'm not one who likes to talk to children as if they've just eaten lead paint or have had severe brain damage, yet this is what is invoked when people use the word potty, the grotesque slang for bathroom. The only way to stop this usage is to call it out when it's spoken aloud. Unless Gladys is a kid's sister doll, there is no need for her to say potty unless she's headed to a pottery class and nicknamed her new vase, Potty. Please help Gladys by asking her why she doesn't use words like washroom, bathroom, ladies' room, or lavatory. If she thinks she's cute, ask her that when she and Mr. Gladys are having sex, does she request that he puts his pee-pee in her, in her foo-foo or mini-moo-moo? Does the sound does that sound adult and sexy? No, it sounds like you're talking to someone in the movie Awakenings. Gladys, I know a tiger can't change its stripes, but humor your friends and try. I got to go potty. I would no. punch you up and down the East Coast. I if I were to say that, I would only say it in jest because always I always say restroom anyway. Uh, I, I, I I'm assuming you're going in there. I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. You got to pee. Go to the shitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shitter, I don't know. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I say shitter because it's I trashy. only say it with a Boston accent. Right. And that's just for punch and comedy. But potty, I can't. I hate the word so much. I don't. Flames. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, do you have to go potty? Can we just tell the kid that the, what the proper I don't even, name is? I never said it when I was a kid. I don't think I did either. It wasn't hammered into my brain I've to always say that. said laboratory as a child. Oh, well, that's because you were a 55-year-old Excuse man when you me, were born. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to use the laboratory. The what? Oh, the shitter. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, governor. I need to use the lavatory. Oh, the piss pot. You were literally born a 50-year-old British man, like a fop. <laughs> All right, here's what Anne has to say. Dear, ooh, nope, no, uh-uh, nuh-uh, absolutely not, no way, no how, uh-uh. If you are over the age of five, <laughs> the word potty is not meant for you. Christ almighty, why has no one said anything to this woman before? You're telling me she's wandered the globe for five decades telling people she has to go potty? I think the best advice I can give you is to get new friends. But if you're not willing to cut off old peppermint potty, you're gonna have to tell her. You're not doing her any favors by staying silent. This is like not telling a friend they have spinach in their teeth for 50 years. The next time you're out with Potty Lapone and she hears nature calling, <laughs> stop the train in its tracks. The second the potty drops from her immature mouth, you say, hey, Gladys, you're a grown-ass adult. Maybe it's time to stop saying potty. There are a million different ways you can say you have to go to the bathroom. You can say you got to take a piss, a slash, a whiz, a joshy. You can say you got to drain the main vein, use the urination station, or punch the prime minister. That you have to go to the loo, the john, the can, the powder room, the turlet, the crapper, or the fudge pot. Or you can simply say, excuse me, I have to go to the non-binary appointed restroom. There are so many wonderful words at your disposal. Why limit yourself to the childish and creepy word potty? 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to take a dookie. (laughs) Now, if that doesn't work, you tell Gladys to piss off. You got better things to do than to hang out with Potty O'Brien. Thank you. Good luck, you pissy son of a bitch, and happy friend hunting. I have to go to the potty. No, you don't. You have to go to the potty. You know what you need to do? You need to go home. You need to go straight to hell, Ike. (laughs) That's where you need to go. I need to go to the potty. I gotta go potty. I would. I I can't. Nope. Not an option. Do you need to go? I think my sister's always said, do you need to go to the bathroom? That's That's how I was raised. You always say go to the bathroom. So then you know what it is because it doesn't say potty on the door. We it never says grew up saying pee any any. We never use like childish phrases because then you get attached to them and then you don't. You're like, oh, but I've always called it vagina. Yeah, vagina. <laughs> we never talked about our junk in my our wiener. family. Yeah, my we never it, like it was never an option. We were like Ken dolls. We never discussed it. It was never there. Right. Right. That was the most Catholic upbringing. But wiener, like, does anyone like? Think about, like, look, I saw his wiener. I went to a barbecue once in the Midwest in Michigan, and somebody honestly asked for a hot dog but said, can I have a wiener? Right. And I'm like, wow, we really need to not (laughs) use that word anywhere, ever, in any way. It's a word that set you off. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen you laugh this hard, and wiener was the thing. It's because your face was so still when you just said that. I think we need to stop using that word. There's something about the Midwest, though, that people really like. They say, they say it so earnestly. Anyone want a wiener? And it's like. Don't look at the gay guy and offer me a wiener. You know I want one. You know, you know my answer is yes. It's not a question. No bun, please. <laughs> we have to stop. It was the weirdest. That was a weird barbecue. Even thinking back to that, you ever go to like it's a barbecue? We don't know anybody. The guy offering it has his dick in a bun. You're like, Larry. Well, this is, I was wondering why you were holding the tray so low. <laughs> Oh, they're cocktail. Oh, okay. I can't rip this thing off the tray. It just won't budge. (laughs) What a weird... I remember, like, not really knowing anybody there either, which just added to the strangeness of... Why was I there? I don't know. I just want, I wanted a wiener and I wanted to go home. You're like, I had that pillow fight. I woke up. There was a guy getting blown <laughs> Servicing my, my bathroom. If that's, and my roommate. And at the I same time. And Jenna, I mean. So I showed up at some random barbecue. Some guy asked me for a wiener. I just can't. I don't know. I, I don't know where I am anymore. I know it's a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> and that's all I know. What a weird thing. Who wiener. wants a wiener? Wiener or brats? Who wants a Wiener. Can't say it seriously. Would never say it seriously. God, now I want a hot dog, and I don't eat those. I don't know what's in them, and I don't want I feel it. like I haven't had anything. I just had that Caesar salad last night. I had some yogurt this morning. I'm ready to eat my fist. But instead, you know what I will take? Speaking of fisting, <gasps> it's... <laughs> It's that kind of day. What the fuck? It is so hot in here that I'm laughing at so, anything. I don't know if like we're hot because we're laughing or if we're, we're laughing if because we're hot. I don't know what exactly. It's like a snake eating its own tail. Uh, Ready, waft yourself. Oh, I got pit stains. Oh, Lord. I look like Sipowitz. It's time for Specialty Cocktail Specialty Wiener. Why don't we put Jim's dick in a bun and give it to Aaron and look at the fun. Vodka soda, no fruit. No eyes, no teeth, bitch. You have a fucking menu, or what am I supposed to do? Eyes on me. Don't look at my broad. What do you want? She'll have a lasagna and a side salad. No bread. You know what I want this week? I want the terratini. Ooh! The candy is bought. Scared me. All right, this week's cocktail is the Terratini. Woo! <laughs> the candy is bought. The scary music is playing. And James Jules Ferris is certain the trick-or-treaters will be honest and just take one candy bar. They never are. 
for this you need one and a half ounces of vodka, one ounce lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, and one half ounce of yawn pomegranate juice. All right, here's what you want to do. You want to add the vodka, lemon juice, and simple syrup in a shaker with ice. Shake and strain into a chilled martini glass. Sink pomegranate juice by slowly pouring over a back of a spoon into the cocktail. Drop in one maraschino cherry for garnish. Ooh, this is going to look bloody. I'm ready for this. I'm here for it. All right, here's the tasting notes. Well, it's that time of year when we just can't make a simple cocktail. We have to add that special something-something to it to make sure our rest our recipients. There we got a big word for me. We have to add a little special something-something to it to make sure our recipients get a bit grossed out before taking a sip. So why not offer them a clear beverage that looks like it has developed a blood clot? Oh god. Enter the terratini. <laughs> Oh, stop. It appears that we are going to get trick-or-treaters back to our doorsteps this year. And after quarantining with your family for over a year and a half, don't you think you owe it to yourself and your neighbors to offer them an adult beverage? <gasps> Give the almond joys to the kids and present a simple bloodied drink to every adult that stands in front of your house. You're vaccinated. You've survived the chaos so far. Your child forced you to wear that stupid ballerina costume again, and the night is just getting started. Now drink up, and on to the next house. Happy Halloween, damn it. Ooh, bloody. It looks like, <gasps> it looks like a bloody testicle at the bottom of the Yes, table. I'll roll it around <laughs> in my mouth before I'll slide it down the back of my throat. Just Jeez. like in the hotel room. Just like, <laughs> just like at that Super 8 in <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Thanks for fixing my sink and fixing my I throat. Fix- <laughs> Fixing me for a night. <laughs> oh, it smells good. These are actually ingredients that I enjoy. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Well, my God, this, this is, is lovely. For something that looks bloody and disgusting, it is refreshing and light. Did you? It's very tosh. Did you read <laughs> no, I read basement. from the other one because I printed this out and I was like, well, that won't work. I don't understand how to print out newspaper articles. Mm. This is wonderful, but I don't know where the pomegranate juice is. Did it sink to the bottom? Maybe. I think Ooh, it's this in is there, deceptive. right? It I thought that it would be very syrupy, but Mm-mm. tis not. It's tangy. It's tart. It's mm. lively. It's mm. light. Mm. Uh. Mm. Oh. It's, it's kind of, if I were to do this again, I would probably do a little less lemon juice. Believe it I or not. I don't mind it, James. I mind it. I don't mind your bloody testicle drink. My face is going into a small a-hole because it's so tart. I love your tight asshole face. It is. I like vodka in anything, let's be real. I like vodka because you know what she is? She's a solid foundation of any house you want to build upon. She's like, Lovely. put whatever on me. Do you want to put a ranch? Do you want to do a colonial? That's you fine. Want to paint it green? My you foundation want to paint it blue? is solid. I thought, I've got you. I'm vodka. I sit here at the base of everything, and you just add things to me. You want to dress me up? You want to put That's me in fine. a feather boa and a beret? Do it. Yeah. I've got you. I've got you. I'm vodka. A friend of ours got a couch delivered the other day, paid for delivery, service, you will deliver it here. Here's where it will be. Mm-hmm. Paid extra money for whatever this special delivery sure. service is. The guy who's delivering the couch brings the couch in, has an elevator in the building, and decides this is too much work. Literally tells the guy, no. No. The, he tells our friend, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting paid enough for this. Drops the couch in the middle of the lobby and just leaves. Leaves. <laughs> And you can't fight What's, with crazy. You yes, can't, you can. But you can't. Oh. When somebody literally is like, no, you know what? I don't feel like doing this. I worked too hard yesterday. I'm not finishing the process of delivering this sofa three floors up in an elevator building. This is all you. Okay, so then I'm going to follow this one up with everyone should work in a restaurant. Everyone should be someone's personal assistant. Absolutely. Because this is how you should, this is how this happened. This is now I've become this person. Being someone's assistant for four and a half years, I cannot accept the answers no or we're full or whatever. If someone were to drop this couch 
Right. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I've worked too hard. I would have pulled out that fucking agreement. I would have called, I, even if they're walking away, I would have followed them with the phone, <laughs> called the person's boss and say, not only is this person going to fucking put this ugly ass couch in my house, <laughs> you are going to give me a discount of probably 50%. Otherwise, I'm going to call your boss and we're going to have a real fucking problem. Because this is, this is now my brain. This is the post-pandemic life. Yeah. Oh, I don't also pay full price for nearly anything that is delivered to my house. What it makes you think the couch was ugly? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's nice or not. Because now you're devaluing the product. You're like, I don't even want this fucking ugly couch. You but understand me? But you're going to put it where but I told you to, to put it. according to line 84, I've paid for you to get your stupid ass up here and shove that fucking thing in my living room. So listen, Raymore, <laughs> if you have to call Flanagan and get his ass down here, you do it right now. <laughs> call Filene and say, guess what? Filene? <laughs> get this out of the basement and shove it upstairs. <laughs> you think Filene was a basement. woman? Yeah. Right. Her name was Filene, like Joan Filene. But why would, wouldn't it be Filene as her first name? You've literally just melted my brain. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.